0: so ready to go, they're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take a part if mutilate, listen to your two favorite radiacs communicate. It's the horror show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the horror show. The show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean i'm joe hello joe what's going on boy i'm gonna tell you what these hour and a half patreon episodes are getting me like so fucking drunk before <laughs> before our real episodes that it's like a problem <laughs> nice because we Keep just on. listen to music now and just chill and shoot the shit it's a fucking blast yeah it's i'm having fun with it we uh hopefully, we just uh,
0: hopefully We got good feedback from the first one, so hopefully people are still digging the format.
1: Yeah, I hope they they like it. We just did the Scream 3 soundtrack, a retrospective. We play every track, a little sample, although we did play the entirety. Play the
0: Uh, the David Arquette song.
1: (laughs) Of the David Arquette tune. So head on over to Patreon, check that out if you're not a member. Boy, that was fun. (laughs) That That was a lot of fun listening to that album, sort of. Although, it's just good to reminisce on fucking bands that you haven't heard in like forever, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that was so much fun, um, yeah, like I said, that's like that's like all I do in my
0: spare time <laughs> yeah now this twenty twenty two I'm gonna do that for like Alps and, that came out in two thousand two twenty two
1: and it and and you know what, guess what all that hard work you've done. Is coming, is, is coming through to help because you can like literally name everything <laughs> about every band ever in our Patreon episode. Like, it's insane. You're like, yeah, that came off their second album that no one knows about. <laughs> it's the third track on that album. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know this band. Most,
0: <laughs> most useless talent. There's there. like...
1: <laughs> There was like seven bands that I was like I've never heard this band and you were like you absolutely have. And then we played them and I was like oh yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Finger 11. <laughs> oh man. I I am uh how do you feel about this scream series that we're doing right now?
0: <laughs> um well, <laughs> The first scream is a classic. <laughs> Dude, uh, Scream Three. We have multiple, and I like multiple fans yeah. who reached out to me and were like, "Scream Three is light years better than Scream 2. Uh, so I, I was hyped. I was hyped going into it. Yeah. Um, I I I was gonna say I don't know that I agree. I, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. But I do think Scream Three is better paced. Like it has some elements to it that are better than Scream Two, and I think Scream Three is better paced than two is. Mostly because it's not over two hours.
1: I'm I'm with you 100% on that. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I'm excited for Scream 4, from what I've read. I'm very excited for Scream 4. Scream 3 is still in that weird realm of like, what the fuck happened while they were making this? And again, no one can keep their fucking story straight. Uh, Between Kevin Williamson, Wes, um, I've got some other um, uh, through this book um, that uh, my friend is reading. I-, I got some more information from that book. Um, What was the name of that book? I'm trying to find it. Sorry. Um, I- I'll bring it up later. But there's a lot of information from this and all of it contradicts each other, which was the issue with Scream 2. And it makes you go, huh, like maybe this just wasn't a great... <laughs> Like, I've never heard of movies, and especially Scream franchise, right? Like, this is considered in high regard. Even when they're making it, like, they, they they talk about it, like, this is the end all and be all. And it's like, why why are you shooting this in, like, in a short time frame and all of these restraints? And it sounds, some of it sounds fabricated. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. Some I'm of sure. it sounds like excuses. We were saying
0: that last time, yeah. that a lot of times these things come out after movies are made, and they're like, well, you know, this happened. And I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, but I'm just like, no, it
1: fucking didn't. No.
0: That's not what fucking happened.
1: And you're not cynical, because in Scream 2, the big thing, everywhere you read, everywhere you read was Scream 2, uh, it, the, the script got leaked, and that's why the script was fucked up, and we had to write it the day of. Well, guess what? Yeah. Scream 3 didn't get leaked, and they were writing the script the day of the day of. Dude, they were writing it so much
0: that this is like the most meta Scream, right?
1: Yes. Uh, The characters, because there's a
0: movie within a movie, kind of like Scream 2, but this solely focuses around the movie within the movie. And the characters in the movie within the movie are complaining about the amount of rewrites, which they wrote in there because the real actors were complaining About the amount of rewrites
1: that that were happening for Scream 3. They lost actors for this movie because of the rewrites. Um, The aunt was supposed to be – oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. That's Scream 4, which also had rewrites. I think that was Scream 4. Fuck. I'm like – I'm backwards now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. So, that's Scream 4. I'll talk about that next week, but – um, one of the Gilmore girls was supposed to be in Scream 4, and there was rewrites on that, and they were like, I'm fucking out. Like This is this is fucking insane. Um, but this one is worse. This one's way worse um, in terms of rewrites. Uh, I, I've got some stories about that that are just absolutely out of control. And the weirdest part, they get a $40 million budget on this one.
0: Dude, the, the most that they've had for a Scream movie.
1: It's almost double part two.
0: Part two. So- Which I wanted to ask you, what did they spend this
1: on? Uh, I have no idea because apparently Wes Craven spent his own money on some of this, (laughs) and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? The first one was fifteen million, the second one was twenty-four million, the third one was forty million. I even looked at their salaries in this one because this is (laughs) this this was shot in two thousand, right? So Friends is off the charts. Off the fucking charts. Monica is getting married in Friends while they're shooting Scream Three, so it's like they're making a million dollars an episode in Scream at this point. I, I verified that she's making a million dollars an episode. So I was like, "There's Perfect. no, yeah. there's no way that they couldn't have paid her like a fucking shitload of money." They paid her, I think it was seven or eight million dollars for this movie. Wow, it's a lot. It's not that's some of the 40 million, but like like there's still a lot of money left. And she was from what I saw was the highest paid um, actress or actor in this movie. So, um, you know, that, that makes sense. Um, Nev was paid a lot less because she was only, she only worked supposedly only three weeks um, on this movie. Now, if you read online, it says Nev worked three weeks because she was super busy and all this stuff. There is this book. God damn it! I gotta find. I like take all these fucking notes and then I can't find anything in the in the notes. Um, There was this woman. She worked very closely with. uh, Oh, I got it right here. Um, Mariana Maddalena. and she was a producer that basically only worked with Wes. And she she is in this book constantly, this fucking book. And all she talks is like she shits on Nev and she's she, so the rumor was Nev was contracted for three weeks because she's busy. She's making what's that movie called? Drowning um Drowning Mona. Drowning Mona. Drowning Mona. Drowning Mona. She was making Drowning Mona at the time. That makes sense. But this woman comes on this fucking <laughs> this book and is like, Nev said that she could only film three weeks and then everything after that was going to be $250,000 a day, 250 K a day afterwards, which seems insane. Right. And I'm like, what, like, how does that come out? Like that's, that cannot possibly be fucking true. Like that's not true. And if it was, it's probably the cat. It's probably the, um, the studio of drowning Mona asking for that, not her personally right so there's just like a lot of like i feel like there's just a lot of misinformation everywhere like about this like surrounding the events of this but um so nev is
0: this one had like the least amount of information out of the two yeah well it's like like they were just in it you know in it it for in
1: oh it it. is it's insane like and there's videos online of, like, Wes and Nev looking absolutely exhausted filming this and being <laughs> like, this is the last fucking movie we'll ever do.
0: <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And and Wes looks beyond defeated. He looks Also, so I love there was a trivia. It was like Wes was being considered as, the like, the executive. How do you get – Wes directed it. What do you mean being considered? Why oh. would he just put himself in it? As that movie. role? As that role?
1: Why would you yeah, ever – Yeah, not Lance get- Hendrickson's. As uh, Roger Corman's. Okay, so let's talk about that fucking role first. Oh, wait. No, no. As Lance Hendrickson. He wanted to play Lance Hendrickson. Oh, I thought it was Corman. No. He wanted to be Lance
0: Hendrickson? Okay. So he wanted to be... (laughs) Dude, did you read, like, which makes me respect this film more, if true, that whole like side angle with Lance, which is so weird because it's so rushed and kind of like swept under the rug. Yes. It was kind of... I I read multiple people being like, it was a fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. And then like after everything came out in recent years about Harvey being a piece of shit and like using, you know, his power in the industry to like manipulate and get things out of women. uh, That was Wes, like putting it to light and being like, fuck this guy.
1: I don't believe that to be true. So, (laughs) okay. And like, I have a reason and it's not just to shit on Wes. Fucking, I like Wes a lot, but like, the more I read about this, the more alarmed I was that that was in this. And like, th- you can read things online of people being like, this is an angry indictment of a uh, sexual misconduct in Hollywood, which like, I would have loved if that was the case. I don't think I genuinely don't think that's, I think they like threw it in there to just be like, a- as like a plot point. I think it just happenstance. There's an interview with Wes where they were like, Boy, that guy sure seemed like the villain of the movie, huh? But, like, turned out not to be, kind of, right? Like it, Like you said, it was kind of, like, swept under the rug of the movie, right? And Wes was like, yeah. uh, Wes. Wes's quote was, I don't really see him as a villain. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Wes, are you sure that's where you want to fucking go with this? Because that guy was like, listen... I never had sex with Maureen, but boy, did I have parties where people fucked for their roles. (laughs) And you're like, holy shit, what? And then there's fucking moments with Carrie Fisher, right? Where Carrie Fisher is in this movie. Talks about
0: George... Dude. Talks about... Carrie, Carrie Fisher playing somebody who looks like Carrie Fisher, yes, and is mad is mad about not getting the role, of yes, Princess Leia because the real Carrie Fisher fucked George Lucas
1: is fucking. First of all, George Lucas probably not thrilled with that uh, <laughs> that fucking joke. Also, Carrie Fisher basically wrote that entire part, so ah, uh, like that wasn't that wasn't an indictment. Again, not an indictment by Wes, and really, when you boil this movie down. Wes has treated Maureen Maureen Prescott like a fucking bag of shit. And it's actually crazy. And in this movie, it goes over the top. Where, dude, dude. The poor dead women, just each movie, more and more shit gets piled more, on the top. And like, why is everyone so concerned about who Maureen Prescott fucked? Like, I've never <laughs> I've never seen a movie so concerned about the two guys, this one woman fucked, and that's like the the entire plot of the last three movies was like Maureen fucked this guy, a character. You know, all you need
0: was seen. Cotton Weary, right? She had an affair with Cotton Weary. It, it sets Cotton up as a, a suspect, right. and the twist that they made with Billy killing her because right. he had the affair with the dad. That makes sense. That's right. fine. But then for each movie to just keep adding on and be like, well, she also fucked the entire Harlem Globetrotters.
1: Like, <laughs> what, is, what are we doing? She, she fucked everyone at this party. What? Why is this a fucking plot point, Wes? Why are we doing this? <laughs> and make, making all the characters scream it in Sydney's face. Oh, like my. Like, show God. video proof. It's so wild. It's so wild. And there is... Fuck. There is... A, there's, like, some... I think it's the end, so I don't want to talk about it, even though basically we've always just talked about these scream movies kind of in their entirety. But the killer at the end talks about the, the mom in such insane terms that I was like, oh, or like like he says, the killer says, this is so nuts, the killer is like, she went out to Hollywood and she fucked these guys. And that's what made her a whore. She, she like, they like fucked the whore into her. And it's like, that is the craziest plot point I've ever heard in a movie in my entire life. I've never heard anything like that. That is absolutely nuts. And and it bo- it actually bothers me that some of the people were like, this is such a great movie talking about slut shaming. Because I don't think that they were like, look how horrible this is. I th- I, I think they, no, I don't think they did. I think it was just. Dude, a I think plot
0: point. I, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the, the spectrum. I, I think I think it was him tipping a hat at some of these people.
1: I hope so. I hope so. But you know, Wes loves a good old rape in his movies. He can't fucking stop putting them in movies. It's insane.
0: I just, mean, no. he you can Dude, you can't compare Last House to, to Warren Prescott.
1: Joe, Joe, it's even in, like, fucking People Under the Stairs. It's every fucking movie this guy does. Somebody gets right. Fucking Freddy was diddling kids. Like, come on. This guy's out of control. Well,
0: it makes me hate the villain even more.
1: R.I.P., Wes. R.I.P. You're a good dude.
0: No rape and music of the heart.
1: <laughs> I actually Googled it today if there was. <laughs> I, that would I, be insane. If, I'm, it, dude, if you put it in that it it shit. Holy shit! <laughs> um, is Scream? Uh, here's a question: um, Is Scream a slasher or a murder mystery?
0: Um, uh, I would say it's a slasher. The first one.
1: See, I feel like, one. the first one's maybe a slasher. I still feel like it falls into murder mystery more. I feel like slasher you have to be like kind of shittier. I think these are like really smart. I guess when I think of slashers, I think of like kind of mindless.
0: Nah, I I, I would classify that as Slasher for sure.
1: Okay. All right.
0: This I would not. Scream (laughs) 3. I don't know what I would classify Scream 3. Oh,
1: dude, it's Scooby-Doo, man. It's Scooby-Doo. It's a rated R Scooby-Doo. That's it. And... uh, I I like that take. I like... (laughs) It's crazy. Dude, it is Scooby-Doo. Like, if you look at it and even listen to the score, it's like, there's some scores and moments that are like... And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) When Dewey's like running around, it's actually... It's it's crazy. (laughs) Um, and by the way, dude, Oh, what? Go on. No, you go first. I was just going to say, I don't hate this movie. It's going to sound like I am just cause there's a lot. There's, I think there's a lot of funny shit to like the, rip on in this, but like you, are I correct. don't hate it.
0: You, I think
1: you nailed the summary of it because there's a lot to pick apart
0: for this movie. It's yep. not a perfect movie by any means, but it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's pretty fun. And I do think like, Everything that they did in this movie is over the top yes. from every plot angle. Absolutely, including the killer and his motivation. Oh my god! Fucking yeah. insanity, and some of the characters that they bring back is insane. But it's fun enough. I've seen way worse sequels.
1: Yeah, and and, and you know, it's when you're comparing it to the first one, is anything ever going to match that? I, probably not, because like the first one's so wonderful, and but this one is just such a fucking weird. Direction that they take and like you know you can love this and that's fine but you can also look at this and be like this is nothing like the other ones nothing and, and they closed this out like this was their big this was dude everyone was like this is the end of the road end of Scream let's end this on the right note and like this is what they came out with that's kind of crazy that's that's actually like a little upsetting <laughs> to me <laughs> Um, another yeah. question is: Is this the only horror franchise that really brings back such a large group of characters, movie after movie after movie?
0: Um, put on the spot. I'd have to say yes. I can't like you know, Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. They bring them back like every other movie or something, but not. To the extent like this, like and it's not,
1: its own universe, and it's not like a large group of them. It's always just the you know the final girl or the 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 person that survives, right? Like this is like four yeah. people that they constantly bring back, and right? And
0: probably they should have taken a note from, from those other movies <laughs> because because like Dewey being back, he, if Dewey's not the killer in the next one, I don't I, I don't understand it because why the fuck is Dewey always around at this working point. on the Hollywood set for for the. <laughs> stab
1: three movie (laughs) at this point it is so (laughs) i I, I was talking i was talking to lexi about this the the, lexi's like the biggest scream fan by the way cult of craven on instagram she like what uh, the 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 like i don't even know how to explain this like this is the most fucked up Horror universe, and also it's fine. Like I love being in this universe; I like it a lot. But also, I agree, it's, it's so fucked. At the same time, I don't know where they're gonna go with five. I have no idea where they're gonna go with five. Like,
0: because I agree,
1: <laughs> this is so. I don't fucked. even know.
0: I, I've I've seen four, and I don't even know where they're gonna go with four. Because because I only saw it that one time. It's just like, how much more stupid can you make this? <laughs> like, and, and hold it together.
1: I, so here's the thing. I I'm gonna try and. I wish I'm going to admit that I watched four today because I just couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I, I, and I'm not going to say any more about four, but four, I I love, I actually really love four. Um, but that's because it like went back to a different, it went to a different place than these movies. But but, like this universe is just so (laughs) fucked up that like in five, five looks like they're trying to give it like a grittier, like, I don't want to say Batman, but that's, like, the only thing I can think where they take the fun out of a comic book and just, like, <laughs> make you, like, be, like, depressed. Um, it's it's kind of like that, right? Where, like, Dewey seems w- – like every, all the characters seem much more grounded based on the trailers I've seen. Like, it seems like a much more grounded movie. Um yeah. And that's fine. I'm actually, like, happy. I hope they give, like, Dewey some, like – I hope they give all these characters and hopefully fucking Maureen some, like <laughs> – <laughs> Some like payback in this movie of being like not just these like absurd campy characters, um, but it, it is like at the same time the universe is there's a scream like nine like at this point and it's like or not scream like a stab nine
0: and I hope like, I hope Randy's long lost brother shows <laughs> up with the VHS tape <laughs> which is which is which is just Maureen's bukaki film <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. Dude, oh like man! Randy, Randy had this saved away. Fucking Randy's. <laughs> in case sister he got murdered up. one day.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite parts in this movie is Randy's sister showing up, and Dewey's. Re- everyone's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And Dewey's like, "How do you not realize that this is Randy's sister? It looks nothing like Randy." <laughs>
0: All right, so, so so fun fact and spoiler to what we're going to talk about. Uh, obviously, people. Well, not obviously. Most definitely people were mad about Randy being killed because yes. Wes was getting death threats, which is great because the internet is still like relatively new, right? And yeah. Just, like emails and, and the whole concept of being able to post on, like celebrities and, and directly message them. Wes is getting death threats for killing off Randy. So their solution was at first to bring Randy back saying that right. he survived. Which would have been fine. I fucking fine with that. like. Yeah. Dewey has been brutally murdered <laughs> in three films in Every a row. Movie. And, and so has Courtney Cox. Right? Like these people should not be walking. We bring them back. So if you if you were to be like. You know he survived. He was hospitalized. They were thinking about bringing Lillard back for fuck's sake. I know. I know. Movie. It's so crazy. Which, and by the way, I'm so, fine which, with I'm still fine with it. I would be fine with it, too. I would be fine with it, too. He bled out. He's been in jail, even though they didn't talk about it in the second one. But whatever. Um, but Wes was getting a death threat, so he's going to bring Randy back. But their ultimate solution was to have Randy have a, a found videotape of Randy leaving a uh, a message from the dead, you know, Correct. and anticipating that he was going to
1: be killed, yeah. which is
0: on point with Randy's character, right? I'm so actually fine with sense, that. But
1: I clowned I'm on that in our first episode um, because I thought it happened in the second movie. I thought Randy died in the first and then the videotape happens in the second. And I clowned on the idea. It's not that bad, really. In this movie, it's actually kind of the highlight of this movie. I'm going to be <laughs> I'll be honest. It, it, it was nice to see Randy again because <laughs> because
0: it solidifies the fact – they made a mistake killing Randy. Yes. And it was nice to see him again. It was kind of corny to have him like talking with our cat, like anticipating what our cat yes, was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, shut up. Um, but it was fine. But did you see that they had uh, Jamie Kennedy record two hours worth of footage? Over of two
1: hours <laughs> filmed. How, what could you even say for two hours? <laughs> Joe, we do a podcast <laughs> and we do like last week's, I think, was like an hour. I think it was almost two hours, our episode. Um, and like that can be exhausting, right? Like I can't even imagine saying like, what does Randy have to say? Like he only has the it's rules. two hours, <laughs> two hours. And that goes back to this whole script issue here, which is absolutely <laughs> crazy because so Kevin Williamson, uh, like it depends who you talk to. Right. And again, in this book, I find out more information and I just got a text about the the book title. Um, uh it's called it all began with a scream it just came out this year um okay it's not great but it's fine it's got some interviews with people that like it's you have to like pick and choose what you listen to because like i do believe everyone involved in this is lying (laughs) about about what happened so williamson um claims that he wrote Uh, basically a trilogy for this movie which is obviously not true because if you watch scream one it it's over (laughs) and scream scream one is a beginning and ending movie but he claims he wrote two sequels which he then pitched to them and got bought right yeah so they bring him in to write this he can't because he's fucking writing and directing mrs tingle which he actually wrote years before and it was Before Scream happened, and they were just like, fuck this movie. But then Scream blew up, so now they're going to make Mrs. Tingle. Um, So instead, he wrote them a 30-page draft outline of this movie, which seems like a lot. Then, (laughs) Then they bring in Aaron Kruger, who's supposed to take those notes from Williamson and write a script. This dude is only coming off of a movie called Arlington Road, which wasn't like a super critical success, but like it made some money. But this guy goes on to write Reindeer Games, The Ring, uh, Skeleton Key, three Transformer movies. He did the new Dumbo, Top Gun. So he's like a pen for hire type of guy, but like also a guy that's like knows what audiences want to see, you know. And he he even helped rewrite Scream Four, and I think he's involved in the new Scream Five. So like the guy's not an idiot, and so they bring him in to write it. He throws it all out. Uh, Williamson, Kevin Williamson sues Miramax because he claims (laughs) that he like owns, like it was, it was like the most bizarre thing. He claims that, I think he just wanted to get paid for like writing the outline. And I think they denied that, but it's fine. It's fine. So he gets paid anyway. Um, and Williamson said the original script would have seen. Like a stabbed fan club of Woodsboro kids. Um, All members of a club. And they would have been involved in all of these killings. And the final twist was, you know, that it was like a cult led by um, Matt Lillard. Who was was making the calls from jail. Okay. That's pretty tight. I guess they end up using some of those ideas for the TV show. But whatever. Um, But this writing just causes so much issues because they only hire Aaron to write for two weeks. They're like, they're like, we're going to start shooting in two weeks, write the fucking script. And he's like, Oh, okay. Like I, and like he even said, like, he's like, I had to research the old movies. I called Kevin to be like, what is up with these characters? Like, can you give me like, cause I have to write for them now. Um, So he writes a script and then they end up writing it all on the fly, essentially with Wes writing, uh, like a great deal of of these characters dialogue in it um which is insane which is insane um and wes i guess <laughs> i'll say that maybe i i don't know well wes loves making i according to this book wes loved making cheesy comedy shit so like it, and they cite that in 1992 he wrote for this show called Nightmare Cafe that was on ABC. It was like an anthology series. And and they were like, Wes, write us like a really good episode. And he was like, no problem. So he wrote an episode called Aliens Ate My Lunch. And it was about aliens that like fucking spit out hairballs. And and they never made another episode after that. It got got canceled (laughs) as soon as that episode aired. Which I think is like one of the funniest like bits of trivia of all time. And they were like, Wes just loved like cornball shit like he just did like he fucking loved it um so yeah so it's it's a weird it's a weird take and they reshot so much of this movie um the opening which we'll talk about shortly because it was so fucked up that they the way they wrote it so like if you decided later you didn't like one scene and you wanted to reshoot it you ended up having to reshoot like four or five different other scenes that correlated to that scene. And that's how fucking chaotic this was. And I, I've i never heard of, like, a sh- a movie being that chaotic in my life.
0: Especially for, like, a part three. You think they would just go through the motions at the
1: very least. But, at yeah. this point, like, again, and this is what we go back to, where, like, Scream 2, they were like, it was because the script leaked. That's why it was such a mess. Well, hey, guys, what's the excuse for three? Because, like, that was locked tight and. At- well- they, they tried
0: using that excuse again, being like, We don't want to repeat a part two. So we're gonna write <laughs> so four, we'll do four, it gonna, again. They wrote they wrote four different endings. So like we can't have it be script we can't have the, the script leads. So they, they wrote like four different Four four different plots
1: It didn't tell the uh, actors which ones they were going to do They said they had to film like every scene Like four times because they would like Put like fucking McDreamy In a sling in one In one scene and then not in a sling And everyone was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) So it it is a wild it, It was a wild production man And like I don't know I don't know. I, I don't know. It didn't come off great in the movie either. And
0: again, I mean, the goof the goofball aspect of it is so weird for over the top. The universe of, of Scream like
1: putting Jay and Silent Bob in it. I know they're on a movie studio, but it's just it's still so stupid. And the, and apparently this is all as a result of Columbine supposedly? Like that that was their new scapegoat was Columbine fucked everything up. Are you aware of that?
0: yeah I, i'm trying to rack my brain because I, I remember reading something about what they were planning on doing so i mean it was they, just they, oh they did oh, they, they didn't want to have high school kids being
1: yes murdered again. so yeah they didn't want to go to woodsboro high because they didn't want to do school with children which is fine i get that but they were also like they wanted to make zero violence in this movie and then <laughs> like again like these stories they're like wes Wes stood up for the movie and was like, absolutely not. Either we make Scream or we make a different movie. That's a fair response. However, like, I don't think this is that far off from Scream where they had to make this much, like, cornball shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It seems like a cop out a little bit. Like, I don't think this is that far off from Scream. Like, the gore is definitely cut down for sure. But it's not like.
0: Yeah, but it's still a lot of stabbing. You know, there's not, so much non-violet.
1: stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not like they edited out completely like I don't I, and of course and I, I've read this literally on every screen movie we've done so far is like it was like Wes was so mad with the MPAA he said he was never going to make a horror movie ever again <laughs> every screen movie you could read that in the facts. Yo, oh, Wes got so mad that the MPAA wouldn't give him an R rating that he said he'd never make a horror movie ever again. All right, well Wes is a fucking jerk job. <laughs> if, that, if you're going to say that about every movie, like just stop it. Like just stop it. I mean, I get I get that he's probably tired of it, but at the same time, like come on, dude. Like Um yeah, that cult storyline also would go to the following, the TV show, um, that Kevin Williamson would later write.
0: I've been me because it's on Netflix now, so I kind of want to give it a watch.
1: I've I heard it's good, and I've heard it's basically the plot of the original Screams. So, or not the original Scream, but Scream, the original Scream 3. So, um, And again, this movie suffers heavily from character development that you do not give a fuck about anyone in this movie. Except, of yeah, course, the our main characters.
0: The actors within the act, the, the, the actors within the movie within the movie. What a fucking mouthful to, to do this, like put, put the movie in it. Um, but those actors, like, I, I did not care about. And, and, like, our man Dion from, yeah, the actor's name's Dion, but from Not Another Teen Movie, he's there right off the bat and he just, like, fades away and then, like, puffs back up again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in this movie. So and he
1: has some of the people yeah. like, they do nothing with, they just love the flounder. And he has this great moment where he's like, he's got a lot of dialogue and you're like, okay, these are, these are the characters. And then he disappears and then he actually becomes his character from not another teen movie. Right. Like, yes.
0: Yes. Which the character the way, that he's spoofing, the, the, right. the, the, the movie trope that he's spoofing in not another teen movie is, is what's happening in this movie. And very seriously.
1: <laughs> FYI. It's not to right. like it's not like point pointing fun at it. It's like they don't realize what they're doing. Which right. is nuts. Um Yeah, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing with this movie. I, I, I don't know, it's it could have been so good, I feel like, but you know, what can yeah. you do?
0: Part threes are hard. I mean
1: Hey, what what do you do? Stop. But and but then again, like this is my problem with Kevin Williamson being like. By the way, I wrote this trilogy in advance. You did not, because like this makes no sense. <laughs> like, just stop saying that. Uh, it was it was filmed in twelve weeks. Um, Nev f- apparently filmed all of her scenes in three. Um, I don't know if I buy that though, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Because they're like – a lot of the things you read are like, that's why Nev's not in the movie that much. She's not in the beginning of the movie that much, but she's
0: – she She's, she's in a fair – She's in the entire I, I did rest not, of the movie. I did not think that her screen time was you know Cut, cut down. No, not at all. I, if anything, I think she might have had more – like, it felt like she had more than part two. Like, part two, we were following Courtney Cox and, and Dewey around for
1: yeah. most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cotton Weary filming we'll get to was constantly redone. Uh, Wes apparently paid out of pocket to build sets on this, which is seems uh, insane with a $40 million budget. Especially, especially
0: with, with more money than you've ever had.
1: Uh, Patrick Dempsey was hired the day before shooting began. Yep. And you, you want to talk about a guy with a fucking, fucking chewing the fat on these scenes. This guy talks more than anyone in the movie. <laughs> fucking poor guy had to learn... Fucking all the dialogue the day before shooting began. The day before. And you get thrown out there. Like, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> what is that? Day before. I had to learn all those lines. <laughs> he oh, did good. I mean, he was fine. I, I like Dempsey. The-
1: yeah. And my favorite bit of trivia here. Favorite bit. Roman, who's played by Scott Foley, is the director of the movie within the movie. He complains that he had to make a horror film before he was allowed to make a classic love story. Which was Wes Craven complaining that he was not allowed to make music of the heart until he made Scream 3. (laughs) And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. (laughs) Dude, Wes is like... Dude, Wes is the ultimate subtweeter, right? Like, the fucking guy that, like, just instead of, like, confronting, like, executives about these decisions, just puts it in the movie and he's like, mm, I'll show you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make passive-aggressive Wes. <laughs> most passive-aggressive. Oh, this guy's going to complain about not getting it, it landed with no one except Wes. Dude, th-
0: uh, honestly I, I love it Because now it's, now it's immortal. <laughs> immortal Anytime anybody watches it That's true. It's just a fuck you to whoever Whoever told him you couldn't make music of the heart <laughs> Which is that. probably his friends being like Wes this is fucking terrible What are you doing just watch this. Make Scream 3 <laughs> And retire
1: <laughs> Which was his plan But guess what he comes back baby <laughs> Uh, so that's like kind of the overview of what we have for Scream here, man. Um, scream three, uh,
0: Liv Schreiber, right? He's aged fifteen years in the three-year <laughs> time somehow. <laughs> Honestly, the first Scream was ninety-seven, <laughs> most baby-faced, like adolescent-looking actor, and now he's a grizzled old man. But he's such a, the actor of Liv is such a hardo because. <laughs> He kept demanding that they take his uh, shirt off so that he could show off his arms because he's been working out. Let's did you see. read that trivia? I, I did. I did. Th- did like, you know? Do you think he looked jacked in this movie? No, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> dude. Ray Donovan. He's a, he's fucking sixty years old. He looks jacked. This what the fuck is he talking about?
1: <laughs> this this like I've watched a lot of back behind the scenes stuff. I talked about this last week where leave live leave li- lev. Lev Shriver, he it, where he was like where where Wes Craven was filming that scene and he was like, "Can you film my dog?" and Wes was like, uh, "I fucking guess." <laughs> I don't think my get based on what I've read about Wes, where everyone's like, "Wes is the best." He lets you like, it's a big family. I don't think Wes says no to anybody. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah,
1: which explains a lot. Like, it explains like the Jada Pinkett Smith thing where she was like, "Can I please do this?" And he was like, uh, fucking sure. <laughs> like, whatever. And I've heard that he had um, a muscle. And I forget who it was. I think it was that producer I was talking about earlier. But he had somebody in a position that was like the one that was like, that said no to people. Because Wes was so like cripplingly shy that he couldn't say no to anyone. <laughs> so like, you see that in this movie, right? Like you can tell. You can you can see it with Leave with the fucking shirtless thing and you can just see it like people were definitely like let me say this and he was like uh okay okay sure I really hope that one of those
0: rewrites like is directly because of Cotton Weary I I hope he was supposed to be a main character throughout this whole thing and finally the writers were like we can't keep making cotton <laughs> fucking sure. so let's just rewrite this and just kill him in the opening segment like, I, I, we'll, have a, we'll have a good cold open but this fucking guy's got to get off the set
1: <laughs> i honestly hope so because there is like this cotton scene that we open with there was massive rewrites done to it to the point where i can't even imagine how much of the budget it cost like i'll, I'll talk to you about it in a minute but like Holy cow! Like I read about it, and I was like, "This is like this is like filming a whole other movie twice because of fucking Cotton Weary's character." Like, what are we doing? Um, so do you want to kick off the movie real quick? Let's 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 get into it. All right, it. it's a good cold
0: open, by the way. I do like it.
1: I dude, I'm fine with it. And it, but it was like a little bit of like a it, it was a departure from one and two. So one, you have Drew Barrymore opening it up as a like boom, this is what's going to happen. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Two, yep. they think they're doing it again with Jada Pinkett Smith. Does not land. I don't think for anybody. I don't think anybody was like, they killed Jada Pinkett? What? <laughs> like, I thought she was going to be the stop. Like, no one thought that. So that's, that was, mm, it was a fine cold open, but it wasn't the Drew Barrymore. This one though, I feel like they're more, this is more to like the Scream fans, right? This is like, we, yeah, you we, weren't expecting Cotton to go. No, I mean, you end, too, with Cotton being alive and well. And, like, you open with Cotton now being a talk show host of of the greatest show name ever, 100% Cotton. Uh, fucking A+. Uh, so you're like, oh, Cotton's going to be a character in this movie. like, And I'm down with it, right? Like, I like Cotton Weary. Like, I think it's a good character. Like, it's fine. It's in the universe. um. So he's now a TV show host. We see him getting an anonymous call uh, from uh, a a woman's voice. And he's like, are you a 100% Cotton fan? (laughs) Which I've... Dude, I just love using the term 100% Cotton. I think it's fucking amazing. But turns out it's Ghostface. And he wants to know where Sydney lives or else he's going to kill his girlfriend. It gives him the ultimatum. So it's a race against time. Cotton tries to reach her. Um... Keeps calling her, but the line, the phone lines cut. We see that uh, girlfriend's just walking around naked. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of music cues uh, here, um, and then, then the girlfriend uh, gets. What is it? A knock on the door? Where she's like, "Okay, Cotton, I know you don't, or like, I don't like the stab games, right? Like, she thinks Cotton's being like creepy, right? I think he's knocking on the door, right? Yeah, yeah." And she's like, okay, Cotton. You know I don't like those stab games. Bump, bump, bump. Then she hears Cotton's voice. Okay, <laughs> which will <which, laughs> come into play. Oh, Cotton. the worst. Right? Like, is that <laughs> is that not the worst part of this? Like, wh- dude, I hate it. I, I, I why I it. why is that a fuck, dude? I don't think that technology exists today. It's twenty twenty one. I couldn't do that. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: That pissed me off, and also when Cotton gets the call from Ghostface, because oh, because it starts off as a woman,
1: right? Like, yes, hey, yes, it's, it's an, an anonymous woman's voice. But but then it's Ghostface because it but switches because he because he has this tool that
0: mimics people's voices. But Cotton Weary is also using the the biggest car phone that was like outdated in 1991, <laughs> and he gets the other call from Ghostface on his cell phone. So. We know that that technology exists in this right. universe, and that Cotton has access to it. He still has that huge-ass car phone.
1: It's so bizarre. So we hear Cotton's voice, but it's not Cotton. It's it's Ghostface, just doing an impression. Um, we also in in this moment we see a we see a commercial for Cotton's show, which is the most insane concept for a TV show I've ever heard. Because he's like. We, we we bring victims face-to-face with the criminals that attack them. That is the most psychotic thing I've
0: ever heard in my life. Yeah, and it parallels his story, because that's all he wanted to do with right Sydney. Yeah, exactly. But, fucking... but his concept is like, <laughs> we take these road-raided... These people who were caught having road rage, and then we, we make them confront the
1: people they we, were doing it to. We put them face-to-face. <laughs> what a nightmare. Well... Cotton comes home and um, a cool confrontation between Cotton and his girlfriend because of this voice changing where Cotton's girlfriend's like, you fucking are nuts. You're trying to kill me because she's already encountered Ghostface who is using Cotton's voice. Um, This ultimately ends, though, with her being stabbed by the real Ghostface and Cotton goes down, man. Cotton gets stabbed. Um, Yes. Fucking murdered. Solid opening, right? Um, cue the Creed. Cue the Creed song. Cue the Creed. Um, now, the crazy thing about this is this was sh- – they reshot so much. Dude. So, they re- they shot Cotton driving on um, Hollywood Boulevard for his scene. Okay? Done. Yeah. Filmed. Then they sh- film him in, uh, in the apartment and his girlfriend's dead when he shows up. And then he beats the shit out of Ghostface, and um, I think survives. I think survives. Okay.
0: He, so then, my theory has some weight.
1: Your your theory does have some weight now that I think about it. Because I'm now that I'm saying that because he escapes or almost escapes or escapes out of a skylight um, after he manhandles Ghostface, which is a weird way to write the opening, but that's fine. So then they review this, and then they're like, "Okay, that's not going to happen." you need to not film. You need to refilm that, um that cotton weary thing. And then they're like, Oh fuck. Okay. So they refilm it, but then they don't have access to the apartment that they shot it in it anymore. So they have to build the apartment from scratch as a set. And then they refilm the shot that is in the movie where he gets his ass beat and that she's alive. Then they realize, Oh fuck. This changes the phone call with Ghostface (laughs) that he had. So, now we have to refilm the car scene and we can't shut down Hollywood Boulevard again. So, now we have to film him doing this somewhere else and it's all continuity shit at this point. So, they're just refilming all this shit to make the continuity (laughs) work and like mixing edits and mixing cuts to try and make this joe have you ever heard of spending that much money on like what how long was this like 10 minutes max (laughs) a 10 minute scene that they had to like reshoot 18 times because (laughs) because they didn't like the way it ended like that's a bad sign for a movie like that is just no movie should be made like that
0: (laughs) yeah that's, that's fucking nuts
1: especially scream 3 you know and because again the, the script wasn't leaked It wasn't like oh they figured it out Let's change this It was like I don't really like it. I don't really like that Let's just fucking change but We don't like it because we wrote it the day of And then showed it to people yeah. And they were like uh, this is dog shit <laughs> and Everyone was like oh yeah totally totally Duh, Good thing we I- uh, filmed this I love hearing continuity
0: like errors or, or things that they have to fix. Like, have you heard the one about the James Bond movie,
1: uh, the, the Casino Royale one? No, it sounds familiar, it's, so I think I might. It's uh,
0: so off topic, and, I, and I'll no, stop. No, i because I, I just want to share it with you. Fuck, I spilled my drink everywhere. Um, fuck, now my ass is all wet. Hold on, second. God. Fuck. Um. James Bond. They had like a, a quick break in shooting, and James, like the assistant director, were walking down the street, and there's like a flea market, and and Daniel Craig was like, "Holy shit! Look at these sweet ass gloves! Like I gotta have them." So he he bought these gloves and then wore them, <laughs> and then, and then they shot the scene. Um, it was like the, the poker scene that he was doing, and he refused to take the gloves off because <laughs> they were so, so comfy, and everyone was just like, "All right, whatever." And then they filmed it, and they're like, "Wait, like we filmed the first half of the poker scene." You know, and he wasn't wearing gloves, and now he has these big stupid gloves on. So they had to go back, and he was like already booked for another movie, and they didn't realize it till after. So they had to go back and like digitally remove the gloves from his hand, and it cost him like millions of dollars to do that, to like to like make his hands look normal and not make it look like shit.
1: It's so <laughs> weird. Hollywood is just the weirdest shit in the world. It's the craziest stuff, and we talk about it a lot. You and I like personally when we talk about, um, uh, uh, Justice League. Were they like, like fucking, what's his name? Henry Cavill couldn't shave his fucking mustache. (laughs) You fucking kidding me? (laughs) Shave the fucking mustache. He did, like, that was not critical to the Mission Impossible movie that no one saw his character. Like, shut shut. (laughs) up. DC should have, like, bought out
0: the studio that was making Mission Impossible 5 and just bankrupted them. Like, go fuck yourself. That's what I would do if I had DC money. I would. Buy off everybody's salary and just make sure they never worked again. Like you can't make this guy show up in one scene without a fucking mustache. Like he doesn't need it.
1: And, and I mean, sure Fucking Superman. Fi- I'm pretty sure they just started filming. So like, if anything, put a fake mustache a on fake- him. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't make him. Don't digitally edit a mustache off and give him that weird fucking lip. That It <laughs> was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ Um, or solid point uh, Zack Snyder cut maybe should have had a mustachioed (laughs) mustachioed Superman (laughs) that would have been great if they just put a mustache on Superman and just pretended like not like and when people asked about it they were like I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) oh boy so Cotton's dead right so that's a, that's a, dead. that's a big opening for scream fans. Not necessarily like the industry, right? Like it doesn't like set the world on fire. Um, but like as a scream fan, everyone's like, Oh fuck. That's, that's crazy. Like cotton was a character, you know? Yeah. He Agreed. survived. He was a survivor that they killed. Um, so down goes cotton. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we meet Sydney, who's living that Laurie Strode life, baby. <laughs> well, I should say Laurie Strode in 2018 life. Uh, with a wooden fence that is hoppable. But even by me, a, a, a normal human being. Uh, but it's got a digital lock on it. So if anyone tries to open that fence, they're fucked. But I could probably clear it with like a running jump. But um, And she's working as a crisis uh, a crisis counselor now. Um, yeah, from her home, she's she's kind of like isolated, right? She's isolated herself from the world, but also still living in the house that uh, her her uh, the murders happened, <laughs> which not a great idea. And then
0: that that's my biggest complaint with like all these characters is that they're so meta and like they're always referencing. How stupid! which I guess is the point. Uh, it comes full circle, but they're always referencing how stupid characters in horror movies are. But like, even in this movie, this is the third time the shit is happening to you, and you're going to a birthday party. Like, no, you're, you're not going to a fucking birthday party.
1: Yeah. After now, your friends get murdered for the third time in this movie, based on the the stab movie that we're seeing, where they where where they're shooting in Sydney's house, right? Like a a replica of Sydney's house. Um, this is the first time that I realized that Maureen was murdered in that house. Right. Did you pick that up? Yes. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. And that father, uh, Cindy's father should go to jail for keeping a daughter in the house where the mother was murdered. Are you fucking, what are we talking about? What What the fuck is happening? Living in that house. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, they should have uh, definitely reloaded. What the and fuck? I think we said
0: it in, in up in the last episode. Like they should have moved across the country, like, do something. I know. Doing with your life.
1: <laughs> do don't worry, ya. <laughs> Dewey will find you. Do Dewey just flying out to where? What's more, un- he
0: needs what, to be. what's more unbelievable? Dewey being on the set of that movie or Ghostface? finding sydney's number through like a national helpline like there's Uh, billions like you can't get a direct line that goes into you know a a call center it gets transferred to the next available caller like
1: right no i so i think that's i think that was like what we were supposed to think but if you look i think he called her house number however if he had her house number which was probably the same house number she's always had uh then it's probably the same house that she's always had (laughs) Like, why would Ghostface not start at the house she grew up in, which actually, she's still living in?
0: that might... actually, Okay. That actually might be more stupid than the scenario I was pitching. Because I thought it was the helpline that he called, and I didn't understand how he got through. No, yeah. As we find out later on, he's from the area. Like,
1: he's very much oh, around the area. Like, and he's, he's uh, stalking he's there. her. He's literally <laughs> yeah, he's filming <laughs> her constantly. He's somehow lost her. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> she's in the same house. <laughs>
0: she has made it very easy for you what (laughs) the fuck is happening (laughs)
1: um yeah no i think i think there is a nod there where she looks down at the phone it's really quick and it shows that he's on the home line not like okay it's like it's really brief and i quite honestly joe that might even be i might have misread that but i that's how i took it (laughs) So okay. it's very possible he called the helpline also. <laughs> and and maybe probably somebody that was like, Wes has lost his mind, probably filmed just a shot of the phone with that light lit up and was like, just film this and, and add it to the movie later. <laughs> um so yeah, so so that's that's Sydney. She's living her life supposedly out in the sticks, but not really. We cue Gail. Now, we meet Gail Weathers, who's now doing speeching, uh, like speaking engagements. Um, yes. Which, like, it's weird because they're like, it's so weird how the the way they try to portray Gail in this. And by the way, <laughs> all right, wait, I'll let's go in order here. The kids, there's like a kid in the class is like, uh, w- It was it worth it being as cutthroat as you are? It's like, dude, yeah, it is because she's actually speaking yeah. to your fucking Sh- class fucking idiot she would have been she would have been killed (laughs) (laughs) fucking bozo yeah it made her a fucking career like I don't know and really like Gail's not that bad of a person because she's actually like helped (laughs) in every movie so far like subdue the killer yeah like if she wants to fucking benefit off that good for her like what's the problem with that um so that we meet that. We meet um Detective Kincaid, who's played by that guy, uh McDreamy. I forget, I don't know his real name. Dylan. Is his name? No, that's not Dylan McDermott. What's his Pat- Patrick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey, that's a name. Um Mark Kincaid uh is is the detective. Um and he's the first one to break to Gail that Cotton is dead. We also learn that Cotton has filmed a cameo for Stab 3. So they're kind of connecting these things and Thinking maybe it's 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 another copycat killer. Yes. Um, Oh, we we
0: would be remiss to not mention you know it's an internet meme. Courtney Cox's hair, oh, Um, worse than the meme makes it. To to be perfectly honest with you, Joe, and all the hair
1: of everyone in this movie is
0: fucking atrocious.
1: Patrick Dempsey has like night rider fucking 70s hair. It's crazy. It's huge. He does. His he, he, I'm fine with. His I'm fine with. I mean, it he looks dresses. great. It's a giant head of hair. God bless him. It's, it's very fluffy. <laughs> it's it's huge. But no, dude, that that those bangs are out of control. And it's crazy because I read that David Arquette was like, "I take the blame for that because I told her she should get like Betty Page bangs." David this is not your fault. Like, yeah, yeah. like, if you tell a, a fucking hairdresser to give somebody Betty Page Betty Page bangs, it's a very clear picture, and that is not what happened. Like, it looks like a fucking rat shooter fucking a the front fucking of her hair. Blind giant. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, that's not even ba- those aren't even bangs. And it's honestly impressive to get them like that choppy. Dude, I like you and I could cut. I've never, I don't even really. I've never cut bangs in my life.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think I could do. I could think I could pull it off better.
1: Uh, It wouldn't be worse. I can tell you that one. It would not be worse. I don't even think it would be that level. It would be somewhat better no matter what. But like, how does that happen? And you know, she's going to professional hairdressers. Like, what? What is? What is that, and why don't like they? Give her- she's getting a
0: million dollars <laughs> an episode on Scream. <laughs> how? I mean, not Scream on, on Friends. Right. Like, how does somebody from Friends? We we just had Mission Impossible. We just talked about Mission Impossible stepping in for the guy playing Superman. and would be like absolutely fucking not. Like, he's right. not doing this. Why wouldn't Friends be like, listen, like, this is our our like
1: workhorse. Like, this is our money. You can't can't fucking do this. And
0: I can't make her have this
1: haircut. I don't remember her ever having friends, uh, having bangs on Friends. So I think Friends was just smart enough to be like we're giving her extensions <laughs> on that hair and combing yeah. it over. But like, why wouldn't Wes do that? Why was Wes like this is great. This, this, She looks like a human being because she does not look like a human being at all. Like, it's actually terrifying. <laughs> It's crazy. It, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, has your daughter tried to cut her hair yet? No, she hasn't. Okay. Cause there's like a thing, like I, like I grew up with sisters and I know, you know, women, obviously I know women. Um, but it's like a common thing where kids like, uh, uh, I've really only heard it with like females, like girl, girl, children. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Female children, girls, um, girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they end up trying to, like, cut their own bangs, like, at a very early age. Like, they think it's, like, like they just want to do it. And they go for it. And, like, I've even seen videos online of, like, girls that do it. And then, like, immediately look in the mirror and start screaming. <laughs> because it's, like, it's not as easy as it seems, I guess. Uh, but, like. Nah,
0: Shay, Shay has the same, like, it's it's bizarre. We have the exact same hair. So <laughs> she doesn't have, like, the just, like, Afro's out, you know. It's just, yeah, yeah. The, the bang.
1: So, like, yeah, but, like, I guess that's a thing. But that's what Gail's hair reminds me of. It looks like a child that tried to cut their own hair. Yeah, I mean. fucked up. I can't imagine an adult person, like, doing that and being like, how do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gail also finds out about um, Cotton's death and she's floored, which is basically her main reaction in all of these movies. She's just like, oh, God like <laughs> whatever um, meanwhile Gail sneaks into the set of uh, the new Stab movie which um, this movie lacks where two I think what two has above this one is at least two got like a bunch of like famous actors to like play the parts of the movie within the movie which was fun right Um, yeah. this is just Jenny McCarthy and a bunch of like Nobody's really. You know, like I don't know. That yeah, kind Scott of Foley,
0: this is this is his first role. He's the director. Yeah, Scott um, Foley. Yeah, Parker Parker Posey's a, a pretty big name.
1: Parker um, Posey is insane, by the way. I, I don't think she's acting in this movie. I don't I think she's just being a person. I, I I watched an interview with Scott Foley, who was like, Yeah, Parker Posey used to uh take me and be like, come with me, and then would lead me to a hill where she would read me poetry. And I was like, that is the most <laughs> accurate thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> she's nuts in this movie and she is a ham like she is a fucking ham and a half in this movie
0: she is she's really uh, she's really dialing it up it's t- It's weird because like I don't, I think Parker Posey is a good actress but like in this movie she's not like she's a bad actress but I think she's doing it on purpose it's like very
1: confusing to watch <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's a great point. It's super confusing to watch. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell whether she was trying to be or not. I, I I My assumption was I felt like the studio came to her and was like, you're the comic relief. Because, again, we go back to this Columbine thing where they wanted to like cut the movie down. They wanted to amplify the laughs. Like, they wanted to make it more of a comedy, which is bizarre. Yeah. Yes. So, I feel like... At just some point, yeah, I just feel like some point somebody got into Parker Posey and was like, "Hey, like you're the comic relief, like go nuts." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, poor poor Wes had to deal with that and was like, uh, "Okay, good good shot, I guess." Why is Parker running like a lunatic in <laughs> that scene? I don't know, but fuck it, cut. <laughs> this is the last movie I ever want to do in my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got Parker, we got but. Uh, Really, like, just not that star power or anything where you're like, oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, Jenny McCarthy is just Jenny McCarthy. Like, I, like, that's in her wheelhouse. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> like, this character is not out of, you know what I mean? Like, I seeing, yeah. seeing Luke Wilson in Stab was like, oh, fuck, that's funny. Like, that's crazy, right? Like, yes. Like, that's, that's nuts. Like, he's a real actor. Like, seeing Jenny McCarthy is like, that, the girl from uh, singled out, yeah, that 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 adds up. That she's a yes, fucking agreed. <laughs> I agree. Um, so yeah, so we meet them. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy though. Um, uh, oh, and and what what was the nod? A nod to Randy dying. I wrote a note to a nod to Randy dying. I forget what that was. Oh. Uh the the guy that plays like new Randy, the guy from not another teen movie, who who's like my character fucking died, and then they just wrote me in to like be him again because everyone missed him, which was cool. I, I liked that. Yeah, I like that. Um meanwhile, uh Dewey shows up because Gail sneaks in, she's like trying to film the set, trying to figure out what's going on. And then Dewey fucking Dewey, who by the way For- from Ohio, <laughs> Dewey. By way of Ohio, uh, he says, "Surprise, surprise! Someone dies, and Gale comes running."
0: Dude, I love two movies in a row. <laughs> We've left off the previous one with them being madly in love. Thank and then the second, and then the next one starts with them being like, "You fucking piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> The fuck are you doing here, Joe?
1: It's <laughs> actually crazy. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was losing my mind. And this one because we did this exact dance in two. The, the, uh, part two, I'm fine with
0: like the events yes, of the first one, and they're in love. But then Gail writes that book, and like whatever, they're not in love, but like you know, there's they're a Romantically there. interested, yeah. yeah. This writes the book, and he's mad. But then by the end of the events, like they have been through hell and back together, like, and they're very clearly. In love at the end of part two. Yeah. And only two years have passed since the end of part two. So this one, they're like, I thought I'd never see you again. Why would you You think that? You fucking stupid bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's actually crazy to do this to this movie. Uh, Dude, the end of two is Gail throwing her career away to ride with Dewey to the hospital. Like, and and it's so established that, like, her career is her fucking lifeblood like yeah that's that's her
0: character's like drive
1: right and like to throw it all away for dewey great and then we start this one off with dewey being like well 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 here comes that bitch (laughs) that dirty bitch and you're like wait excuse me also dewey's hand works fine again but he still has the limp yes Uh, (laughs) fun fact part four it's all gone (laughs) everything's gone (laughs) <laughs> so, Dewey's just getting better and better each movie um, But yeah, he says, surprise, surprise, someone dies and Gale comes running Which is weird, because that is exactly what Dewey did in Ohio If you remember, somebody died in Ohio And Dewey Dewey just shows up and is like, I took the first plane, I'm so sorry, I'm late <laughs> What? Excuse- why? What? Dewey, why are you here? <laughs> Dewey is just as bad as Gale, except he shows up to be like, I'm going to solve a crime, even though I'm not a police officer. Here. Which,
0: which, by the way, he's doing
1: again in this one.
0: Again. Patrick Warburton. Thank God. Patrick Warburton's like, listen up, buddy. Like, <laughs> Shut the shit. Go. Like, just
1: stay the fuck away from me. Dude, that was my favorite bit because Patrick Warburton is 100% right in that moment. He's like, everyone, you know, that you protect is dead. Uh, I, I, I protect celebrities <laughs> and they're all alive. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best part. Um, yeah, Dewey, Dewey is something else in this movie and like, (sighs) boy, like, it's just so Scooby-Doo, right? Like, he's not a cop. But like this whole gang gets back together to to solve a crime that none of them are responsible for solving. I, I, I like your analogy of Scooby Doo because even like
0: the reveal at the end is definitely just, like pulling the mask off the Yo, guy and being like, "Whoa, you
1: da- you kids! If I didn't, if it wasn't for you kids, <laughs> I'd have made it through."
0: Like which, it which which we've already talked about. This guy had the means to do that. His entire life, well,
1: and th- especially the last three years. This movie ends in, like, a giant haunted mansion with escape routes. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like dude, they do, like, basically, like, the clo- like the door gag. Like, oh, I'm going to run through this door. And, oh, God, I'm coming out the other door. <laughs> like, it's so close to a Scooby-Doo movie. It's actually cra- There was for sure, c- Wes sat down in a meeting. And at some point, somebody was like, this is going to be a Scooby-Doo movie because of Columbine. And you know, I know everyone wants to protect Wes, and Wes is great, but at some point, Wes was like, got it, <laughs> for sure, I'm with you. Um, because that's a movie we ended up with, so, for sure. Um, including, right now, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Who show up? And by the way, Wes Craven is in that scene because this guy is yes. like, so bizarre that he's like Fil- film me being like an old guy in the background. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, he's, like I just imagine him being like, wouldn't that be so funny? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he's like, all right, film it.
0: <laughs> Having Jay and Son about playing themselves and, and making passes at the actresses. For no, was it
1: Gail or Gail? It was Gail. Yeah. It was
0: Gail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he calls her Connie Chung.
1: Yeah, which is fucking insane. The most insane fucking joke I've ever heard in my life.
0: Unbelievable. Um.
1: Well, meanwhile, back at Sydney's house, she goes to bed and has a dream of her dead mom. <laughs> who is in a nightgown outside her window, who says everything she touches dies just like her. And then turns into Ghostface.
0: But it's all a dream. Very, it's very. It's all a dream, but it
1: just felt out of place for a Scream movie. Can you guess opinion. who demanded that be in the movie? Was it Wes? It was, Wes. <laughs> that is it was a Wes, Wes. That was a Wes scene. Course, Wes was yeah. like, that has to be in the movie. <laughs> and everyone was like, are you sure? Because <laughs> that does not fit anything else about this movie. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course. This for sure has to be filmed. <laughs> Which is oh, bizarre. Well. Right? Like, the more you read about Wes, the more you're like, is this guy... And I think it's a balance, right? Like, I don't think... I'm I, i, I I'm not going to shit on Wes. I actually think Wes is a genius. But I think he's just, like, easily influenced by outside <laughs> sources. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. I think he's, like, super passive, and I think... Like, like I've said, like, I've watched behind-the-scenes shit, and people just, like, pitch shit to him, and he's like, yeah, alright. And it's like... You know, you, we, you, me, and Paul have watched fucking movies on, or like behind the scenes of uh, what's his name? Fucking the German guy, um, the guy ate his shoe. Oh, <laughs> uh, Herzog, Herzog, right? Like we've watched behind the scenes shit of Herzog and the other director. I forget his name, but like that, like they're combined, like they're like two of the same people. And, like, those guys, could you imagine being like, could you film this scene with my dog? They'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> dude, I'll fuck, I'm going to fucking dude, kill you. I'm going to hit you in the dude, head with a you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would be like, I, you will never work again in this fucking industry. Like, are you fucking, why would you ever ask me that? Like, I'm filming something. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And Wes is just like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Like, let's waste film and everyone's time filming your dog again in this mindless scene that <laughs> does not need to be reshot. It's just, like, you could tell, like, this guy's, like, he's. Just, I think he's just easily influenced. I think he's, like, a good dude. I think he's, like, a nice guy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy shows up again. So, Jane McCarthy gets a call from Roman saying he wants to run lines to meet her at the office. So, she does. Um, turns out it's Ghostface, baby. Um, Ghostface. Ghost Using
0: his nifty uh, voice voice mimicker machine. Which
1: is fucking ridiculous, by the way. I mean, in this scene, whatever. It's fine. But in every other scene, it's insane. Um she decides to hide in a room with two hundred ghost face costumes. Which <laughs> he's in, he's in there, um, and she's trying to kill him with prop weapons. Which is, I,
0: I, I didn't, I didn't hate that, and I actually no. liked her picking up a knife and having it be like wobbly.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was fucking great, dude. You're on a movie set. Should have been on the Rust movie set. Am I right? Where
0: she had a little? Uh, wow. I, I really liked her uh, her line about the shower scene. She's like that's been done before. She says she names Vertigo instead of
1: Psycho. I I, a- I liked that. Um, I, I I her she was fine in this movie. Like she really was. Like the only thing that was weird was she was like I'm a 35 year old woman playing a 21 year old. But like I'm pretty sure that's every woman in Hollywood's dream. <laughs> like. To be cast as a 21-year-old in your 30s, like, you've got a lifespan, baby. That's a that's a lifeline. Dude, remember Singled Out and her, like, was she not, like, the babe? She was the, great. The yeah. 90s babe. The go-to 90s babe. She was. She was something else. Good for her. Anyway. Have we talked about Rock and Jack? We don't need to talk about Rock and Jack right now. We're already like over an hour right now on this episode. Remind me to talk about Rock and Jack sometime. Anyway, Ghostface kills her. She's dead. Dewey Dewey and Gale piece together that they're they're being killed in the order of the movie. You know, Scream Two. They were being killed by their name. <laughs> their name early. <laughs> This, this franchise is so stupid. <laughs> in, two, <laughs> in two, they were being killed if their name related to the names in the mo- in the in the killings. In this one, they're being killed in the order of the movie.
0: Yes, which I know we're gonna get to this. Actually, can I kind of just say it right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, now, yeah, fuck it. Ghostface is is stalking the the cast, and they're all together. Right, and. Instead of you know fleeing like normal people would do, they're reading the script as they're being like hunted down. And one guy is like, "Wait a second, I have to go back in and see how this ends." Goes no, back in to read a script. That which is probably my favorite kill in the movie.
1: That is the craziest thing that has ever happened in a scream movie. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about that. That is the dumbest, weirdest thing that has ever <laughs> happened. So yeah, so like Joe said. Also, like- also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because uh, why would that
0: not tip off who the killer was at that very point in time? Because who would have the access, right, to the script, to that script like that? Because because none of those actors know. And they're like, I got to see what happens right now. <laughs> they have the official script in their hand, and and, and he's like. Oh, God, my character gets blown up by gas.
1: <laughs> Dude, wait. <laughs> All right. Wait. That is the craziest part, right? Because, like, they're, like, kind of referencing the Scream 2 leaks where they're like, this is – because they realize – okay, so – okay, let's talk about this. So, Dewey and Gail figure out that they're being killed in the order of the movie. And immediately, somebody is like, hey – there's eight different scripts, so it could be in any of these orders, which is like a little callback to the scream leaks, right? So, again, like, to your point, in that moment, in that kill, then you for sure know somebody's in on it because they're like, we don't know which cut of the script it is. And it's this cut that is being faxed over to them while they're waiting right. to die. <laughs> <laughs> so... um Roman, the director, gets picked up because they think he was the one that called Jenny McCarthy, but he didn't. It was a cloned cell phone, right? Yep. Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, hiccuping and burping into the microphone, like, constantly. I hope I hope you all – I don't know what this is. Like, I'm drinking wine. Like, it's not carbonated. Anyway. Um, Nev takes a call on her helpline, and it's a woman admitting she killed someone. Um, and then – she uses she uses a fake name. She's not Sydney on the helpline. She's Laura. And the voice on the call goes, it's Mother Laura. Turn on the news. Um and she turns Wait, on- so what is the helpline? Oh, fuck. Right? I guess.
0: It's fucking irrelevant
1: regardless Regardless, this is fucking insane because either you know where she lives or you don't either either side of this is insane (laughs) because she gets the call for the first time and it's the killer but like this is the first time this is the first time sydney gets a call from the killer and nothing happens after right usually when she like the killer is like efficient right so when he calls you he's gonna kill you right there's not really many moments in the movie, if any, that I can think of, where he calls and then is like, all right, talk to you later. <laughs> like, see you later. Like, he usually is there with you when he calls you. And for for this one, he does not. And, and that that's unusual for this franchise. Like, Sydney hangs up and that's that. End of story. So, um, through the most insane turn of events, we learn that Maureen Prescott. Left Woodsboro two years before because the killer is leaving photos of Maureen Prescott from a period that no one can recognize. And this is based on Dewey and Gail looking at the picture, being like, I don't remember these photos, as if they know, as if they have every photo of Maureen Prescott memorized to memory. Which, hey, Gail wrote the book. Maybe she does, you know? (laughs) But it's fine. She doesn't. She doesn't. But. Also, we learned that Maureen left Woodsboro for two years, <laughs> which, which is also crazy because that means in two, whatever, we'll talk about that at the end, but it only took two years for all of these events to take place. Um, and, but she was on a Hollywood movie lot that they're on, but they can't figure out what
0: she was the throat goat, the old she Nancy the Reagan.
1: I hope she was fucking her and Nancy Reagan balling <laughs> out, baby. It was either Maureen Prescott or Nancy Reagan. You you got them on your movie set. You were good to go. May they both rest in peace. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh Patrick Warburton's up next. He gets got he's the security guard um who also he thinks he's talking to Dewey, but it's actually the killer. And by the way, when he thinks he's talking to Dewey, he's like, "Hey, remember when your piece of shit sister got <laughs> Killed, Dude. <laughs> which, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so aggressive with Dewey. <laughs> it's so crazy.
0: That's, that's honestly almost not an exaggeration of what no, he actually said.
1: No, it's, it's like, like so fucking close. worthless loser
0: sister got killed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. But it wasn't Dewey that he was talking to, it was the killer who's cloning every voice ever known to man. <laughs> <And> it's insane. <laughs> Dewey and the gang find Patrick Warburton dead and, and they are trapped no, no, in the no, house. No, Sean, they don't find him dead.
0: Patrick Warburton walks like a mile to show them that <laughs> fair, he's been stabbed. That's fair a enough. You're rid- correct. It's fucking ridiculous. Patrick walks War- in, <laughs> runs a marathon and then stands in front of an open door that they all happen to be in and <laughs> finally collapses and dies.
1: <laughs> You're right. Because Patrick died in a trailer that Dewey was in on set, and they are on a movie, they're in a house up in the hills off <laughs> offset. Oh, boy. So th- they they all barricade themselves in the house. And then this results in the kill that me and Joe were just talking about. Probably the most insane in the Scream franchise, which is they're reading the script and they're like, who dies next? And then, like, as you said, the guy that plays Dewey is like, I got to figure out who dies next. <laughs> so he runs into the house, which now has no power. I don't know why. And... He's like, I have to, instead of just going outside, What that is very well lit, by the way. It's so well lit outside. It's so bright outside. He instead lights a lighter in the house. Which I guess uh, Ghostface was hoping for because the script reads. <laughs> the script reads. Great point. Great
0: point. Because I didn't even think of that. All I thought was how stupid it was that this happened. But I didn't think about how Ghostface would have to hope. This guy re- stays in the house to read the script. Or re-actors by, the house to by read the By candlelight? <laughs> yeah. Like he reads it by, by candlelight. That's so stupid. <laughs> because
1: because he goes in and lights the lighter and it says, The killer will grant mercy to... Because that's like what they had been reading. The killer will grant... Whoever smells the gas? <laughs> and everyone's like, Run! <laughs> <laughs> and the entire house explodes Not just a room The entire house fucking blows up <laughs> is, the, Honestly, where we talked about the money going This was it They blew up a house, Joe <laughs> like, On the Hollywood Hills <laughs> You kidding me? Um, yeah, so the whole house explodes the, the gang rolls down a hill They're all cut up They're all fucked up um Dewey sees Ghostface though down at the bottom of the hill, which is weird, and and shoots the shit out of Ghostface, like fucking shoots Ghostface like six times, but nothing happens. And they find a picture of Maureen again, and this time it says, "I killed her." Okay. Yes. Back at the police station, they're there, and fucking uh, McDreamy is like, where's Nev? Like, I know you know where she is. Because Dewey's, like, kind of hiding her, right? Like, it turns out Dewey had been, like, go into hiding, don't talk to anyone. Right. But uh, Dewey finds her in the, <laughs> the lobby and does, like, the craziest Dewey double take of all time. Like, an actual cartoon. Like, I make it that joke all the time with a, But that is actually what Dewey does, and it's awesome. <laughs> And then they catch Nev up on the plot. Um, And yeah. And then we meet Randy's sister. Yeah. They go. (laughs) Quirky oddball. Because now. (laughs) Why are all these people showing up here? Joe, it's because it's a fucking Scooby-Doo. Because now we've got the whole gang together. Now it's the whole Scooby-Doo gang. And they're like, let's solve this mystery. And the first place they go to look is a trailer, which is one of the actor's trailers. And fucking Randy's sister's like, it's me. (laughs) you're like why are you in that trailer and the cops draw guns on her and she's like don't shoot i'm 17 as if that fucking matters <laughs> like why are you there what are you doing um and dewey's like how do you not know that's randy's sister look at her and they like cuts to her and <laughs> looks nothing Could, like couldn't her. couldn't
0: look less like jamie kennedy
1: <laughs> but she gives them randy's videotape um Again, not as bad as I remember. Remember, but Randy discussing losing his virginity in front of his sister, who's like, "I want to fucking kill myself." <laughs>
0: shot, shot. I thought that too because he doesn't like say anything, right? It just shows her face. And, like, I know they're not another actress, but still, it's so like awkward to hear that.
1: Dude, her face is like, I'm. I don't want to be here. Like, why am I? Because li-? <laughs> Randy's like, listen, just because I lost it to that girl in the porno section. <laughs> Poor sister's like, uh. Probably should have viewed this in advance. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine finding
0: a video like that of a, of a loved one? like Even if they were murdered and, and they were telling you the, the rules and, and the rules of a horror movie, I would burn that tape. and be like, nobody can ever fucking
1: cross it. <laughs> of course I mean. you would. <laughs> or imagine viewing it as a loved one and he says nothing to you and your family that he loves. And he's like... <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he- Something like, about his sister be like if, if
0: this goes to a part three. <laughs> if I die about.
1: if I die, I'm making <laughs> this movie for my three friends. <laughs> who who they're not even do we they're not even friends? Like do we
0: it's the older brother coming? <laughs> uh it's so funny. That's real funny. It says nothing about his mom and dad or sister.
1: I, I love you Talk guys. About. I'm sorry that I died. I'm sorry that I got caught up in this. Nope. It's like, my roommate's annoying me. Listen, Dewey, listen. Turn up the volume. Quit making fun of me. I lost my virginity. Oh, my God. Dude,
0: and and, and in it, part of his rules, which... Sydney, we've said it in the last one. Sydney has gone through so much; oh she God. must have the worst PTSD she's, of all time. She's also and Jamie like seven people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she has. She's <laughs> has so much blood on her hands. Justifiable homicide, but for it's sure. got a weigh on your psyche at some point for sure, dude. <laughs> and, then, and then and then the find a video of your dead friend, which which would be. You know, startling, like jarring enough. Like imagine finding a video of one of our friends that were deceased, and like seeing that he left us a message, even if it was just like a, a nice, happy message. I would, I would be like, you know, jar. You do chill, to core. yeah, you chill to the bone. But but, 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 Randy looks at the camera and goes, "In a part three, the main character can die. That means you, Sid." I'm like, it's the like, least reassuring, like fucking nightmare I've ever heard. Also,
1: his rules, let's get into the rules. Um uh the killer is superhuman, which is insane in a in a movie that is grounded in reality. reality. And also Dewey <laughs> starts writing that down. It cuts to Dewey who's <laughs> who's writing that note down. Killer superhuman. Okay, got it. <laughs> Uh, number two is any character can die, including the main character. That means you, Sydney. <laughs> Cut to Sydney's face, who's like, "Oh, cool! Uh, I just got here." Um, and number three, the past can come back to get you. So yes, cool.
0: Uh, s- and and to, to part one, superhuman. Uh, he suggests that to defeat them, you have to cryogenically freeze
1: them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. (laughs) And Scooby-Doo's in full force now. We get Gale and Gale, uh, Gale played by Cox and Gale played by Parker Posey, um, who are working together now to investigate the archive where Carrie Fisher, which we talked about, is bitching about losing her Star Wars role to someone who blew George Lucas who, again, is probably super thrilled about that reference in a movie forever enshrined in movie history so his family can see it. Fun fact, no one blew George Lucas. Look at that fucking guy. My favorite George Lucas story is the one of uh, him inviting him inviting fucking. Um, oh, my God. David Lynch to, to direct like one of the original trilogies. And David Lynch claimed he got a migraine from listening to all the fake name, <laughs> fake names and words so he just left <laughs> but like even that was like that was like what, what would happen if anyone tried to like fuck George Lucas for like a role like George Lucas was trying to impress David Lynch and he got a fucking migraine and was like, I'm fucking done. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's- that's honestly so funny. <laughs> that's like the to Make funny, that claim. That's my favorite story. He claimed,
0: like. like dude, because I mean, look at the guys talking. David, David Lynch is the most migraine inducing human
1: being right? I've seen in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. And he goes in and George Lucas is just talking. Dude, the interview with David Lynch is the funniest thing. He's like, he's talking about Wookiees. And like, he names like three other like Star Wars words that aren't real words. And he's like, I have no idea what he's talking about. And my migraine kept getting worse and worse and worse. And he's like, I had to call a friend to come drive me home. We're talking about a guy that
0: wrote that wrote a role for himself in his own TV show, where his character just screamed the whole time for his, no fucking his reason. His character's deaf.
1: <laughs> deaf and just yelling. Oh, my God. I love that story. Um. Anyway, uh, we learned that Maureen was an actress named Rena Reynolds, um, who starred in three uh, horror movies. The Space Psycho, The Ama Zombies, and The Creature from the San Andreas Fault. Um, all produced and directed by John Milton. And if you don't know who John Milton was, neither did I. But it turns out it's Lance Henriksen who who, who is in charge of the Stab movies.
0: Yes, sorry,
1: I was taking a drink. What a yes. reveal! What a reveal! Uh, we get a bunch of like false. Like a bunch of red herrings here. We like the weird girl Angelina, who I I thought was a great red herring. I actually thought she would have been a great killer, which I guess they had thought of. They they had considered her to be one of the killers. Um, I thought that would have been great. She's kind of like she. I guess she, supposedly she had won a contest to be in Scream to play Sydney's part, but then later she reveals that she blew John Milton to get the part, which. Not really funny. Uh, don't, but it's like screamed at the end. She's like, My, why, why did I blow him? And then she gets killed. So I don't know. Um Sydney, though, is walking around the set. And now this is what Wes paid his own. Wes paid for this set to get made out of his pocket, supposedly. Like they didn't Joe. This Is like a critical scene in the movie, right? Like them walking around the, the fake sets, right? Yes, that was not in the script. That was not in the script, and Wes was like, I want to do that, so they built it, and then Wes afterwards wrote it into the script, which seems crazy to do on the fly. <laughs> Agreed, that's that seems like I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start, but anyway, Cindy. Is walking through basically her own old house, um, realizes you know she's having like flashbacks, and then ultimately Ghostface shows up and they they get into a brawl. They fall out a window together. Um, it's your staple Sydney Ghostface chase, right? Correct. And just when she thinks there's nothing she can do, she hears her mother talking. <laughs> And uh, her uh, a, a fucking body bag stands up f- from her mother's m- murder scene in Stab 3, for some reason. Um, and, and, you know, that, that makes her go nuts. And the, the bag tries to hold her. She jumps out the window. And ultimately, Dewey and the gang show up to to, to put a stop to that. But they don't find anyone, of course. No one's there. Of course. So... We go to John Milton's house where we learn that he's holding a Weinstein uh, fucking parties for people to get roles by having sex with executives. Yes. But he takes no part in that. Supposedly, I guess. I don't know. Also, there's a diving board outside of his window in this scene and it goes to nowhere. (laughs) There goes to nowhere. Check that scene out. If you'd like, there is a diving board outside of his window. You can see water, but it's like three miles away from his window. So I don't know what the diving board's for. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, Yeah. And then, and then wait, who says, who's, who's the, oh, it's fucking, cause they're really pushing for um Dempsey to be the, the red herring, right?
0: Yeah, because even at at the finale, like when he shows up, he has his gun drawn on Sydney. <laughs>
1: which, by the way, is the funniest. The background of that is like the funniest thing I've ever heard. But Patrick Dempsey is like so over the top, like trying to be the killer, which I actually fell for. I was actually like, he's going to be the killer, like an idiot. But like in this moment, <laughs> like like Sydney's like feeling him out in his office, and is like kind of like, are you the killer? Like you could tell she's like thinking he is. And she's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And he leans in and goes, my life. <laughs> Which like, he's, been, he's, he's been hanging out with my dad. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that he's not the killer, he should probably go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go to Milton's house, the producer, for Roman's birthday, the director. Uh, it's a birthday party, and this is really the finale of the movie, and it'll last a long time. They really wanted to bring that back, that that <laughs> yeah. that element back, the whole like scene one eighteen thing back, because we we end basically at this house, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this takes forever. Okay,
0: yeah, because because everyone's dying, and then a fucking dipshit uh, Scott Foley wants to have a birthday party, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like forty years old wants
1: to have a birthday like a legitimate birthday party. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Um, and they can't find Sydney, which shouldn't be that shocking because I feel like she's never around. But that's fine. And then they end up locating Ghostface's like shit by being like, like finally somebody's like, "Hey Dewey, have you ever tried calling that number back that called you?" And Dewey's like, <laughs> Dewey's like, no. So he calls the number back, and then it rings, and they find the costume. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are we doing? What? 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 <laughs> anyway, Gale and Gale find a dead Roman in the basement. So our director is dead. Yes, it scares them. Um, and we learn that the Scream winner, Blue Milton, she gets got. <laughs> Gale, the Gales, run away. They're like a team now. I don't know why, because <laughs> they kind of hate each other. Um." And, and he's just after anyone, man. We get we get the fake Randy getting stabbed, the movie Randy getting stabbed. Do we get stabbed again? <laughs> yes, fucking alarming. Um, and then, and then the Gale, Gale's two point like it full, turns into a full Scooby Doo movie at this point, right? Like fake movie Gale is behind mirrors. Like there's like secret passages in this house. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane, and then Dewey gets a phone call, and it's 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 actually crazy because it, it's he starts accusing Courtney Cox of like, well, Gail Weathers, right? Of, of like calling him. It's so weird, um, but we've been building to this moment this whole time, right? Because he can he's been imitating everyone's voice. He's not Ghostface, right? Right. He he's using everyone's voice. So like. This entire movie has been building to the moment where it's like um like suspicion among the friends. Like I got a call from right. you saying this. So we've been building to this moment, like almost like a thing, like inter intergroup issues, right? Um, and that that's all just blown away by being like David Arquette being like, What? <laughs> what? It's not you, and that's it. That's it. All of this buildup of Ghostface using everyone else's voice for David Arquette to be like, Excuse me? What? It wasn't you? And her being like, No, what? (laughs) Is absolutely crazy. And Dewey ends up saving her. Oh, well, trying to save her, but he has no bullets (laughs) in his gun. (laughs) And then Ghostface throws a knife. Ghostface is at the bottom of a stairwell. <laughs> Dewey's at the top of the stairs, pointing a gun that does not have bullets in it. And Ghostface throws a knife, slow motion, and the butt of the knife just hits David Arquette square in the forehead, knocking him out, and he falls down the stairs. <laughs> you fucking kidding me right now? Or what? What? What, what movie is this? And Wes is just directing this, being like, perfect. Cut. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> great print. Look at slapstick. Oh my god. Um also more of a reason for this guy to get a come up in part five. I, I honestly hope for his sake he like gets some some type of fucking retribution. Um, Ghostface calls Sydney, uh, who's still sitting at the police officer's office for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> And also finds a folder on herself, which, like, I thought was going to be a key part to this, but it's not at all, so ignore that. Um, And Ghostface is like, don't you want to know who killed your mother? And that's what leads Sydney to the house. She also makes sure to pack a gun from the detective's desk.
0: Ghostface tells you. It's very weird
1: because, like, she knows
0: who killed her mother.
1: Uh, yeah, yep. she does. And by the she way, does. that remains she the that same. knew that two movies ago. By the <laughs> way, That does not change. And that is actually one of my biggest problems with this movie. <laughs> so that does not change. Fun fact. She knows who killed him and she will know who killed him when this <laughs> ends. And it's the same <laughs> yeah. result. Fun fact. Um, but Ghostface tells her to come to the house and then is like, pick up the metal detector and scan yourself. <laughs> And she does, like, the most half-assed scan, but he's cool with it. It makes her throw a gun in the pool. Um, and she goes in. She sees Dewey and Gale tied up. She goes to help them. Uh, spoiler, she has an extra gun in her pocket, which you knew because that was another scene where she picked up a gun very deliberately. Um, and she shoots Ghostface, but he gets away. She shoots him, like, ten times. And she turns around, goes back, and he's gone. Also, the craziest thing is when she shoots Ghostface in that scene, it for some reason cuts to David Arquette's face who goes, yeah, and that's, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so Ghostface disappears and then guess who shows up? The fucking cop, right? McDreamy. McDreamy. Now, did you read why he showed up in this scene? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> this is my favorite bit. They realized they forgot. The, the, he was not supposed to be in the end of the movie at all. And they realized they forgot they never tied up his story. So they were like, whoa, shit. We should probably just bring him back. (laughs) 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 Fucking poor fucking Patrick Dempsey had to be brought back (laughs) to record these scenes, to film these scenes where he just shows up for no reason, knowing damn well that he had no point to be in this. But they were like, oh, I guess we should uh, explain what happened to this guy. (laughs) We just wrote him out. uh,
0: Listen. They kind of pulled it off because I'm did. pretty sure Nev, Nev like, "Well, why are you even fucking here?" And he gives like it's like a one line throwaway
1: reason, but it made enough sense
0: to not make you be like, "What the fuck?"
1: Yeah, no, I like, dude, I thought he was the fucking killer like the entire time. Uh, I did too. Yeah, I think his reasoning is
0: something just like, "Well, I figured you might be." Dude, <laughs> like, he says, so he says,
1: "I hurt – dude, I wrote this down actually. That's funny that you say that. I, d- I didn't realize I wrote it down until now." He says, "I heard shots." What? Why? Why are you there? <laughs> what? You'd still have to be near the house. Why are you near the house to hear? He goes. I heard shots. And it's like, wait. <laughs> excuse me. But then Ghostface shows up, fights Kincaid, um, gets the better of him too. I, I, it appears Kincaid's fucking dead. Um, Sydney is on the run though, and she runs into her mom. Okay, now, <laughs> and by mom I mean it's somebody in a body bag talking with her mom's voice. Her mom has been dead. The <laughs> ghost face pulls off the body bag. It's ghost face doing Sydney mom's voice, and at this point, ghost face has removed the talk box from his mouth, and now is still doing the ghost face voice. <laughs> <laughs> not only has Ghost Voice not Ghost Voice Go, not only has Ghostface removed the voice box from his mouth to speak, he is also using like hand gestures. Like he like points to himself with like both hands, which he's never done. He's a very animated speaker in this. And guess what? Ghostface is Roman. Yes. Yeah, the bright side of this though is that we got like weird 1960s like JFK assassination footage of Maureen Prescott that that I guess was, <laughs> Dude, that I guess was shot by Roman. I don't know what. Is most it's, oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was shot by Roman, right? Like right. he got that footage of Maureen, right? But it, you are 100% correct. It's shot on, like, the Zap film. Like, right.
1: It's, like, <laughs> shaky old, like, film <laughs> footage. It looks exactly like the JFK film. It's crazy. And, by it's the way, so
0: this was only, like, five years ago. <laughs> Dude, okay. That's what, like, threw me off when they said that. Because, like, Roman's not old, right? Roman's, like, Sydney's age. Right. And, like, why would he – he's a director, so why would he not have access to – Better film, uh, he absolutely.
1: Like <laughs> <He> absolutely <laughs> also, I love that the storyline was like Roman approached Sydney's mom and was like, It's me, your baby boy. And Maureen, was oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, get but the fuck the way, out of my
0: face. By the way, Roman Roman is Maureen's son. <laughs> oh, right, <for> spoilers. <laughs> he's Sydney's half brother, Sydney's <laughs> half
1: brother, Maureen's son from like a sex party in Hollywood, which is like. Really, like, the most tragic part of it, but it's not, like, really talked about that much. But Maureen's like, get the fuck out of my house. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's when he's, like, he's he's basically, he basically is like, that's why your mom's a slut. Because she got fucking raped in Hollywood. Which is, like. Which is, all, again, it's also his mom. It's also his mom. And also the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like what are you talking about? That's so nuts. Um, and then what? What is the line? Is it Sydney that's like? Oh, <laughs> Sydney's like, I want final cut, and he's like, I already have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Roman and Sydney then finally get into it. The true finale starts here. Did you notice anything weird about this fight that like stuck out to you by any chance? Um, It's not, like, a huge thing, but it's something that stuck out to me.
0: I'm wondering when you say it, because I think I was just too busy being occupied with the fact that Roman has the most <laughs> effective bulletproof vest of, of all, all, time? all time. Yeah, no, dude, that's dude, fucking dude, insane. Bulletproof vest might save your life, right? But, uh, like, and, that, and that's still a pretty strong might. It's a might. Though at the very least, like. Break your ribs, you know, if you get shot multiple times with it.
1: This guy's eating bullets to the chest repeatedly throughout this movie. Dude, that's what I was saying to someone. He, like, so, like, if you get shot with a bulletproof vest, the odds are that you're going to have broken ribs. At best, probably right. Like you, dude, and getting shot seven times. Like you're for sure fucked up. You're not. You're not running around. You're you're not going to be incapacitated. You're (laughs) fucked up. And then to get then get into another bullet gunfight later where you get (laughs) shot again. Because I'm pretty sure like that gel only like it can only sustain so much. Like damage, so at a certain point, it actually becomes useless, right? And the bullets will just penetrate it because, like, you can't get shot a hundred times with a bulletproof uh But that's what happens. This this finale, though, is crazy because to me, it stuck out, and like, I thought I was losing my mind, but then I like really thought about it, and I was like, no, that is crazy. Roman and Sydney punch each other in the face so many times that like blows to the face. I've never seen so many blows to the face in a fight in my life. Like usually there's body shots. If you rewatch this, it's actually like the funniest shit. I rewound it because I was laughing so hard. They are just going toe to toe boxing. But dude, like they both have broken hands. They're just punching each other as hard as they can in the face. It's actually the craziest thing. Like they each get at least like 12 to 15 blows to the face in in this fight. And by the way, not a scratch on their face. (laughs) like, it's crazy. Um, but Sydney finds, uh, uh, Sydney says, what does she say? She's like, um, what does she say? Found something. I, I don't know. I wrote a note that says Sydney says found something. I don't know. But Roman shoots her with a civil war era pistol that he's, that he's he's somehow obtained twice but when he turns around sydney's gone and like i get this like this is cool like this is a callback to randy being like the main character can die but it's just not effective because you know nev's not gonna die yeah you know you didn't set that up from the beginning
0: we find out that the she escapes and she survives being shot with that pistol because she too has a bulletproof. She
1: also has a bulletproof. <laughs> and says, and says the greatest line in scream history. And by greatest, I mean worse. She says, I guess we do think alike. <laughs> okay. And then she kills him, man. She fucking kills him. Oh, that- we didn't, we didn't say, Um,
0: you, you know, he, we know that he filmed the Zaprooter, you Texas yes. depository footage. But he also oh, uh, yeah. told told her that he he personally delivered v- video footage of her banging Billy's mom to Billy, which caused him to
1: Joe you know, murder her. So, I think that is one of the most upsetting things in a franchise. <laughs> I I genuinely do. Dude, like kind of like it's not like a full retcon, but like it's just undermining all the other movies that we've watched, right? Like like, what the fuck? Why, why do you I'm- have to?
0: Billy and Stew. Told her everything at the end. Yes. Why wouldn't he be like, hey, by the way, your mom's such a – because they keep pointing out that her mom was – That's all they talked about. That's all they said for like the last 15 minutes. Why wouldn't he be like, by the way, your mom's such a whore that she she has another child and he delivered me footage. Like, that's how I found – like, he would say that. Why is this the first time we're finding out about this?
1: And why wouldn't Roman then be involved in the part two? Like (laughs) – or the part one. Like, why would not he do any of this? Why, like, what is happening? Like, and there's, like, fan theories. They were like, oh, Roman's been in all of these movies because, like, in part one, there's a ghost face in the grocery store when technically Stu and Billy are harassing Randy, right? And, okay. and they were going to film Ghostface watching from the tower at the end of two. And it's like, oh, so maybe that was Roman this whole time, first of all. If you've read anything behind the scenes of these movies, nothing makes sense. And nothing was planned. So fucking throw that out the window, right? Like, there, there's no – why Why are you right, making that up? Why are you making that story up? Second, the in two, like, he has no part in two. Like, he, it, his explanation here has nothing to do with Scream 2. It's just the first one. He's just like, right. I convinced Billy to do that. Which is just right. like – it just undermines the first one so much. Like, I I don't... Like, it bu- It actually bums me out. Because, like, just leave that alone. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I agree. I, it, it seems pretty unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. Like, Roman could have just been the fucking whatever, the brother. Like, even that's insane, but whatever. But, yeah. So, that's it. So, Roman is the brother he has orchestrated the first he orchestrated the killing of his own mother because she turned him away um and that's 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 the end of that <laughs> and now he's still mad he's still so mad um anyway <laughs> (laughs) Now he's dead. Now he's dead. dead From like the tiniest ice shows back up. Tiniest (laughs) ice pick in the world I've ever seen. One of those tiny little like cocktail ice picks. She stabs him in the neck, and he's like, (laughs) "R.I.P." And then Sydney holds his fucking hand as he dies. (laughs) As what the fuck are you doing? let go of that freak's hand. Also, Courtney Cox shows up in that moment and she said she says it was Roman and it was the most dude. I don't think she realized who the killer was. I think she learned in that moment. It
0: was like that's just as mad probably as probably a possibility. Yeah, that's probably a possibility.
1: Because there's also a scene in the moment before this where they're trying to get in, and it's like a it's like a fake bookcase because it's a Scooby Doo movie. You know, it's a fake bookcase that's a door, and they're like banging on it, and you see David Arquette accidentally hit a book into her face, and I've never seen a woman look so angry like. <laughs> Dude, I thought she would, like, if you rewatch it, it looks like she's about to fucking punch him in the balls. Like, dude, the book hits her right in the fucking mouth because David Arquette, like, bounces it off of his elbow. <laughs> he, like, knocks it out of the case and it hits her in the mouth. Um. Anyway, uh, it was Roman. It was. And then, of course, it was like, he's never dead. And then Dewey shoots Roman a thousand times in a bulletproof vest, which does not stop him. <laughs> Before, says so like, can you please shoot him in the head? <laughs> which he finally does. And that's the end of Roman. And that's the end of uh, the Scream trilogy, as we know it. This was supposed to be the end of a, of a fucking franchise that we hold in high regard. Yeah. Um, and Gale and Dewey are finally back together again. Oh, Dewey's proposal is the craziest part of this, right? <laughs> of this obscene movie, the craziest part is Dewey and Gail on the front porch, and Dewey's like, will you uh, sign my book? And she's like, Dewey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which like a right, like a fair answer to like, if your boyfriend or like girlfriend were like, can you please sign my book? After like two years of being like, I hate your fucking guts. <laughs> And Dewey's like, please sign my book. And she opens it, and there's a giant ring in there. Again, they, by all accounts, they haven't even like really dated.
0: <laughs> this is the course of like two days,
1: right? <laughs> so
0: like the day before is the first time they've seen each other in what seems to be a while. And they were like, I fucking hate your guts. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Dewey was living with that other
1: girl. With, with her- that other woman. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's proposing to her, and she is thrilled. Um, and we end the movie at Sydney's house. Also super weird though, because Gail's there. Dewey's there. Cool. And then Patrick Dempsey shows up and is like, want to <laughs> <laughs> watch a movie? And she's like, Oh, uh, what movie? And he's like, you'll have to find out, dude. If I'm, if I'm Sydney and somebody says that to me, like what kind of movie? And he's like, you'll have to see, I am shooting you on fucking sight." <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? What kind of fuck? Is that a threat? What the fuck is that? But why is Patrick Dempsey there? Why is he there? He just freely walks into the house. And fun fact, they filmed that scene three different ways. One without Patrick Dempsey, one with Patrick Dempsey with a sling, and one with Patrick Dempsey without a sling. (laughs) This movie is such a mess. Like the, the 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 making of the movie is such a fucking disaster. It's actually crazy for the franchise. It was. This was the second lowest financially performing film in the Scream series. Um, the lowest being. Scream four, which surprised me because that one was the one they took the long hiatus for right so, it's like,
0: yeah I would I would have thought it would have had like uh you know the nostalgia factor so
1: for sure things. like I thought it would have been scream one, scream four, three and two that would have been my guess or like two and three are interchangeable kind well, of, but
0: I mean uh, two two makes sense that it was higher grossing because yeah was so big
1: scream four like being this low is fucking crazy man but you know i guess they had you you know what it shows you how much this movie burned its bridges with the fans because like really like that's actually crazy that scream four is the lowest that that really shows you that like scream three like pissed people off right like (laughs) if it had made people happy like scream four would have been a fucking smash sure yeah fucking nuts and that is Scream 3, guys. Um, Scream 4 next week, and then Scream 5. I already bought my tickets to Scream 5. Um, Shit. You know, I saw people pre-ordering them online, so I was like, fuck, is this going to be like a Spider-Man thing? Hey, Joe, guess what? Every ticket was available, so don't. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't fucking sweat it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a new lowest performer coming on the book soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah you might want to buy them just in case but i bought my tickets uh for the opening weekend we'll do that we'll cover that um that'll be a fun episode i think i'm i'm excited man i i'm i'm digging these movies as much as we shit yeah, on this I'm, I'm liking doing this yeah. it's a mess it's like a total fucking mess but like it's interesting man and it's a real like insight into like making movies because you think if there's any fucking franchise where it was like a well oiled machine, it had the money behind it, it would have been Scream, right? Like, and somehow it's the biggest mess we've ever covered in our like history. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy how, what a mess these are. What a mess. It, is Wes Craven our next uh, serial killer? I mean, we've kind of covered keep the ball. You just want to keep the ball rolling. I mean, I don't think I can do, do it. You can't do I mean, I, I really want to do Shocker. Dude, I want to do Shocker, too. I looked up to see Deadly if there. Friend. Listen, I looked up to see if there was any raping in Shocker. Here's the deal. There's not. However, apparently Shocker was rated X and, and they've never released the uncut version. So it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Wes is a maniac. Uh, I think it might be in there, so um, that's it, man. Um, uh, merchandise, uh, by the time this episode drops, we'll, we'll have all the extra merch that we have available. So head on over there to uh, I hate You can find uh, the shop there. I think there's uh, is uh, I think on our Instagram we have a we have a like a link tree now. Is that a thing linked tree like? Sounds right. You know those with those fancy people have, Reagan set that up for us. I'm trying to get to our website which is not fucking working. It's actually pissing me off. Um What the fuck? Oh, here we go. Is it store store.ihatehorror.com. You can head over there. We'll have all the new merch up there. Um So head on over to to the site and uh pick up whatever merch we have left. Hopefully we have your size. So Take a look. We got t-shirts. We got the long sleeves. Very limited. Um, So check that out. Um, Thanks to Joe for doing the show with me. Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. Instagram at I hate horror. And Twitter at I hate horror show. And live show coming up in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, like the 20, 29th, I think. Is that right? Or the 22nd? Sounds right? I don't know. Sounds right to me. No, I think it's the 22nd. I think it's the 22nd. I think we said. Fuck. Isn't that your, your son's party? You, you'll be able to do it? Oh, fuck. Hang on. Hang on. Give me two seconds. Shit. <laughs> like, yes, January 22nd, we're doing um, Scary Movie. And yeah, I'll be able to do it. January 22nd, so the the 18th is uh, the Scream 5 episode, and then the 22nd will be our live show with Scary Movies, so I'll put that up too, guys, so you can head on over to IHateHorror.com to get tickets to that, if you're not a Patreon member. Uh, um, uh, Patreon members, you'll get a discount to the live show, and of course, Mango Experts, get in for free, baby! So check that out. Um, Joe, where can they find you?
0: Instagram, Boognish1985.
1: And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you all so much. I uh, appreciate you all. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I am going to watch what I'm not supposed to watch. <laughs> <girl. laughs> <laughs> Butcher and butcher and
0: butcher and butcher